0: Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated in any way with the artists who make them. Also, while we're not the rowdiest bunch, we are adults goofing off, so sometimes we might say some things some people wouldn't want their kids to hear.
1: The music in this series was created by Ben Prunty. Check him out on Bandcamp or wherever you listen to music.
2: Previously on Valerian and Laureline and the City of a Thousand Planets, Bubble revealed her true form, an AstroZoan from the planet Mule. She had been kidnapped by pirates 30 years ago and longs to return home. Tragically, they discovered that Bubble's people had been wiped out by some mysterious disease soon after she left. Our crew had little time to mourn as they soon received a call from Representative Mao seeking an update on the mission. Fascinated by the news of the working mule converter, Mao demanded that Valerian and Laureline return with the converter and become her security detail for the upcoming Council of Many summit. You have two days until you arrive at Point Central. Within those two days, you have to come up with a plan to smuggle Bubble into the station. So,
0: Bubble, I have an important question. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Are you okay with being, you know, separated from your puppy friend?
3: No, not really. But it looks like that's the only option we have. So, uh, we'll have to come up with a plan where I can come with, I think. If okay. that's okay, I think maybe because there a way I could get smuggled in. I could turn into like maybe one of your coworkers or some kind of gun. <laughs> Though probably not. A gun is that's uh, pretty hard <laughs> P- to do.
2: Probably not a gun.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, not a gun. You could be an Alex. Alex, I think I'm ready.
2: Are you ready?
3: Oh, Ooh. here oh. It comes! Here it comes!
0: I gotta come up with a fun alien
2: word, though. Oh
1: my god, I'm so excited right oh, now. Oh, you're
2: gonna use one of your words, huh? Yes, yeah. All mm. words are made up.
1: His, his one word.
0: I, oh wait, can I only come? I mean, like, how much leeway I here mean, do like I a have? Phrase,
3: right.
0: I mean, how much leeway? I know I can't come up with a whole paragraph here. I'm sure, so, but like,
2: I can come up with a thing, right? What What you can come up with is you can invent a word which will serve as some sort of deus ex machina uh, that I have to approve, of course, uh, to get you in or out of uh, any situation. Okay, so I was going to
0: say, like, you know, you could... Can you be robots?
3: I've never tried, but I don't see why not. They're kind of like a person.
0: I know you can't be a robot robot, but you can kind of look like one, right?
3: Yeah, I could I could look like one. I've seen lots that look human-ish or something like it human-ish.
2: Those would be called androids.
3: Right.
0: We could say that we picked up I still haven't come up with a with a fun alien word yet. Um, okay. <laughs> pause for a second and help me. Uh, my idea here is for her to like be this like walking safe, basically. And mm-hmm. like that's the excuse is we're like transporting this live cargo in this like robot that people use to like transport valuable things. That's Wait, basically like wanting, a walking safe.
1: We're wanting to put the mule converter inside of her? Wouldn't More be
0: less. the first
3: time? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> huh. Okay. Do you like do you like that?
3: Yeah, I, I mean think she so. could just be like a bodyguard,
1: right?
0: I. I really meant I really meant am I allowed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: no i i mean they put things inside of r2d2 all the time i don't see why it could be a. Rip- <laughs> you're just gonna or...
2: be bender basically yeah <laughs> with... if, if if you're using one of your your words this this will work okay and I'll, i am I'll say that i'm burning mine
0: <laughs> um but what's i need help work? what's a what's a funny i know i can't i'm not good at that like this other i can't help you with you gotta come it up on your own
3: <sighs> flugel Doofer.
0: Well, I I wanted it to sound at least sound a little bit like what it was supposed to do. Um,
3: Safeomatic. <laughs> That's
2: we Saron Manoche.
3: <laughs> Opennic oh, Sesame.
2: A Dingle Hopper.
3: There's Loomis. There's what's that?
0: Brinks. Oh, Loom- Loomis Fargo. Can I? Yeah. Can I oh yeah. Let, let's call it like Shumis Garg <laughs> Gargox. A Shumis Gargox brand. Uh, Voltabot? you could, you could be a Shumas Va- Vargas. What did I just say?
3: I don't know. <laughs> you need to write that word down. <laughs> Shumas
0: Vargox. I am
2: going to write that down in my notes. Shumas Vargox.
1: Shumas Vargox.
2: Now, I will say, uh, Bubble, you've never heard of that before, uh, let alone know what it looks like. Um, one of you might have to look it up on the macro neck to...
3: I'm just going to try to turn into something. I'm going to just. It's basically just going to be a safe with legs like this.
0: Uh, well, you're closer than you think.
2: Mm. Um,
1: a- Alex, can we, uh, can we get a visual on this, please?
2: Of course, Valerian. Thank you. Thank and you. And Alex shows up. Just basically all the screens in the ship show what a, uh, Varkus Gloglax or whatever you say. Shuma, it, Shuma's Fargox. It sounds like Luma's Fargo. Okay. They show what that looks like. It is basically a humanoid-shaped safe. It's just basically a, a, sh- a safe body with a kind of rectangular robot head on top, two arms, and two tiny little legs.
0: I definitely was thinking like a gonk droid, but it has a head and an arms, yes. Mm-hmm. You, you got it.
3: Yes.
0: Got it in one. Can you do that? Can you hold that? That uh, Can you do an impression of a robot for me?
3: Yeah, I can try. And she kind of morphs. Like, it's basically the same, but then the head forms and the arms.
2: Bubble, give me a disguise check. It'll be whatever your uh, disguise is, plus ten.
3: It is a thirty-two.
2: Yeah, you, you nail it. Uh, you look precisely like the, uh, the robot on the screen.
1: Whoa, nice job! I mean, whoa, nice job. (laughs) I don't know what just happened with my
3: voice.
2: (laughs) That is impressive. You can even open the little door on your chest.
3: I open the door and I'm like, ooh, very spacious. Are there guts in there? Okay, good. Uh, What do these droids sound like?
0: Um, imagine a dishwasher with legs. (laughs) You've done it.
3: So, like, they talk like this?
0: I would say <laughs> I think you shouldn't talk too much, but we are on a podcast, so maybe maybe I should not say that.
3: Okay, I'll try not to try what?
0: Yeah, no, this is not a good voice. I don't think that will be good for the people <laughs> listening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> I think you should just do your best robot voice.
3: <laughs>
0: I- not that I can talk or anything.
3: Well, I've never been a robot before, so. <laughs> They go like, beep, bop, bop, bop. boop, (laughs) boop. beep, bop. bop. Is that better? I could say ones and zeros.
2: Beep, bop, rock steady. (laughs) You'll (laughs) figure it out. You'll figure it out.
1: I think this is a pretty good plan.
2: Yeah? I'm here for
1: this. Everybody set
2: on this plan. Good plan, great plan. Excellent. Fast forward two days. You're on approach to Point Central. You receive a transmission from General Octobar.
1: Uh oh. please answer.
2: We usually have to push please. a button. I don't think. To. I
1: pu- I push.
3: I push a button.
2: The screen blares to life, and you see the visage of General Octobar. He looks in good spirits.
3: How's the oh. Squirtle score?
2: Uh, the same. Still, uh, still pretty stacked. I have to remember what his accent sounded like. <laughs> Valerian. No, that's not it. Oh, boy. That, <laughs> also, fine. you said, like, yes, Vala- sir. Valerian. Yes. Valerian and Laureline, it's, uh um, wonderful to see you. Uh,
1: wonderful to see you, too, sir. <laughs> I'm then, glad how you. are you today? <laughs> wow,
0: that's usually not how military guys talk, but okay, nice to see you, too, man.
2: You, you've, you've done a wonderful job. You completed your mission. I'm pretty sure I was supposed yep. to be British, um... Uh, maybe some sort uh, of translator. These change.
0: Yeah, translator issues. You know, all sorts of things. Who knows what languages yeah. we're all actually speaking?
1: <laughs> I don't want to think about that. What? 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 <laughs> I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Anyway.
2: Anyways, I wanted to congratulate you on your uh, mission. Well done.
1: Thank you. I will
2: be meeting you at Landing Pad Two Fifteen in the Terra section of Point Central. All right. Please come equipped with your WAP suits for the Council of Many Summit. You shall be Representative Mao's honor guard, as it were.
0: Yeah, all right. Um, by the way, we picked up a uh, a Schumas Vargox uh, safe droid uh, at, at Big Market, uh, just to, you know, give us a little, more, uh, a little more security for the
2: cargo. Yes? Well, that sounds like a capital idea for... ...holding the uh, mule converter. I commend you on your foresight. Mm. Perhaps that will make up for you... Uh, ...losing your standard-issue spectrum pistol.
0: Yes. Yes, well, these things happen. As you
2: know, this is my fifth pistol. Well, just make sure that you don't lose this one, Laureline. We only have a finite number of them. No promises.
0: Also, if we get the mule converter to work... ...that will uh, no longer be through oh wait wait we can't we actually tried to do that didn't we and it didn't work
2: yeah you could probably replicate like parts for the pistol but like replicating the thing whole hog wouldn't, wouldn't work
1: it's too big
2: it's too, too big. complicated in its workings
3: i see
0: we could sort of get a 3d printed gun that just sort of looks like a gun maybe <laughs> we could yeah, get a toy know. version we can make a, co- a, a cool toy. cosplay cool it,
2: it won't be functional I will see you on the landing pad, two fifteen. Um, safe journey out there. Over and out.
1: Thank you, sir. Over and out.
0: And he ends transmission. You know, I was pretty rude to that guy in the first episode, but he's actually a pretty nice guy. I feel kind of bad now. Yeah, you should, you should feel bad about it. You, you're 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 pretty uh, you're pretty you're not very objective. You're not very objective, uh, GM, are you? No. <laughs> yes, you should feel bad about that anyway. I think that's you should the feel voice bad. in
1: your head. That's called your conscience.
2: During these two days, you have a chance to outfit your wide-use all-terrain protection suits, or... WAP suits with a number of upgrades. You have three upgrade slots and I've given you a list of upgrades you can slot into your armor. These upgrades are as follows Infrared sensors, a quick release sheath, a radiation buffer, a tensile reinforcement, jump jets, a backup generator, a targeting computer, an electrostatic field mark one, a load lifter, a thermal capacitor, and a filtered rebreather.
3: Nice. How many can we pick?
2: You get to pick three. Uh, Valerian, which three upgrades are you taking?
1: I would like the tensile reinforcement.
2: That'll give you plus two to your KAC.
1: Okay, great. Thank you. I would also like the targeting computer.
2: The Targeting computer. this helps you compensate for poor visibility conditions, ignore concealment on attacks you make. That's pretty good.
1: And the Filtered Rebreather.
2: Filtered Rebreather, that uh, supplements your armor's ability to provide fresh air and filters out common toxins and poisonous vapors. It gives you a plus 5 acid resistance and a plus 2 to saving throws versus poison and disease. Very good,
1: nice. thank you.
2: Laura what are your three? Uh, I also
0: got filtered rebreather mm-hmm. um, and I got load lifter, which lets me lift three more weight <laughs> uh, yeah when, when I'm when I'm wearing my armor uh, and a backup generator, which lets me like plug like a thing into it like a, like I can plug something into my suit and it like generates electricity from me like walking.
2: Yeah, it generates one charge per every 10 minutes. Very good, very good. And Bubble, what did you plug into your WAP suit?
3: I also got the filtered rebreather. I got the jump jet.
2: Jump jet's very good. It lets you fly as part of your movement. You can fly up to 30 feet with a maximum height of 10 feet, or you can fly straight up for 20 feet, but you must land as part of your move action.
3: Okay. Uh, and then I also got the electrostatic field.
2: The electrostatic field, which basically puts an electro, uh, an electricity field around you that gives you electrical resistance of five, and anyone who attacks you with melee will take 1d6 electricity damage.
0: Awesome. Very good. I guess we all just assume we're going to get into like a room full of poisonous dog farts or something at some point, like. <laughs> Like, we're all very concerned about the air quality in this, like, pl- planet hey, city.
3: <laughs> space is a weird place, and this planet is
0: super weird. I think we're that all is... banking on hoping Alex will let us use it underwater, which he will not.
2: Well, your <laughs> helmet will give you a, a limited amount of breathability, either in vacuum or underwater.
0: Well, oh, all right, then. Shut my mouth.
2: So... <laughs> So take that.
0: Yeah, and. I mean, you put me in my place.
2: <laughs> but this also would work for that. Uh, this would let you survive for even longer. This will let you survive uh, with fresh air for up to six weeks. Yeah. So provided, provided you all find a way to eat and drink underwater, you could survive down there for six weeks. Cool.
3: I can hold my breath for a really long time. I'm I'm 99% water. I think I uh, I think I am do pretty good in water.
2: You you have no problem with water. After a short time, you come into view of Point Central. It is a massive, cobbled together space station some parts appear to be nothing more than personal spacecraft welded onto the hulls of a larger spacecraft. This object in space looks to rival whole countries on earth. The size is truly mind-boggling and the space around the station is filled with traffic to ships coming and going, lights and radio waves. It is truly a breathtaking sight.
3: That's one ugly planet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, it's not really a planet. It, it's
2: not. Is it? it. It's not at all round either. It shuts off at impossible angles at, at at some points. It's. It looks like if you took a bunch of skyscrapers and just started throwing them at a dartboard from both sides.
1: That does sound ugly.
2: Have we ever been here? Oh yeah, your your main base of operations is okay. out of po- uh, Point Central.
0: I know I know it, we're kind of new to it. Um, yeah. But it, okay.
2: it, it's only been a few uh, few years. I believe that humans have been on Point Central and uh, only a few months since they've been invited to join the the Council of Many.
3: How long have you guys been there?
2: That is, the, is a good question. <laughs>
3: The whole
0: time. I, I would come up with a fun uh, unit of time, but I've already burned my thing, so I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
2: No more fun words for you, Ben. Mm.
1: <laughs> Ever again.
2: Ever again. You must only speak regular words from here on out. What are even regular words? All words are made up. True.
0: You're that made up.
3: Oh so, are God. we going to see this guy as soon as we get there?
0: uh you will probably you will probably meet us at at well at the landing pad two fifteen yeah. Okay. yeah yeah
3: you
1: okay. will need
0: to be a robot yes. pretty much out of the door,
3: yeah, so yep. I'm gonna go ahead and get into character um so she kind of wharfs into the robot just like before
2: i'm gonna let your disguise check from last time ride for this one
3: okay i've had I've had some practice i've been i've been practicing how's this voice Hmm? Pretty oh, good.
0: Is good. Yeah, that's it was, if it's better it feels kinda boring.
3: One. It's kinda of boring, you but could, I could, think I can hold it.
0: You can mix it up a little bit, I think. I but liked, your, I but liked the, your original one. But
3: <laughs> Yeah, like the <laughs> the <laughs> Yeah, I did. cat.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can I can do the dishwasher.
0: <laughs> yeah, do that
1: guess silk-ass are Selk- the worst.
3: The Selk- voice. You sound like Jimmy
0: Jr. from Bob's Burgers, is what you sound like.
3: I have to have, like, a wet mouth. Can
0: you say, can you say, <laughs> yeah, can you say, like, Tina or something for me? Tina. <laughs> yeah. We did it, fun- Jeanette. We, found, we <laughs> found a voice you can do.
3: Tina, you like butts? <laughs> Okay, we gotta
0: move on. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> right. That was
3: my fault. Okay, <laughs> I got. I think <laughs> I have the character down, so I think mm-hmm. mm, I think maybe we might be okay. Bubble, you you look you look
1: great. I and you're you're doing great. Thanks. <laughs>
0: this really weirds you out, doesn't it?
3: I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> All right, come here, Dolly. Let's let's try this out.
2: You open like, up your your. Chest cavity and Dolly hops right in. I,
3: I have to look away. That's really strange. It's a strange sensation.
2: Do you, while we're thinking of this, do you want to put anything else in there?
3: Does anyone else? I don't think I don't have anything. I, I would rather not go in there, thank you.
0: I don't really have any
2: contraband. What I'm, I'm talking about is maybe another one of those WAP suits you can wear later.
0: Is, uh, yeah, is is we have enough. In-
2: a spare. Spectrum how, Pistol. Yeah, you could how it, big fold, is the fold, fold it up, you can fit it in there.
3: Okay, I yeah, move over, Dolly. Like, <laughs> cram it in there. It can be like a little bed for Dolly. Yep, yeah, I kind of flatten it out and put a little hole in the middle.
2: Dolly immediately Cute. uses that as a litter box.
3: Great. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I close the door and forget about it. <laughs>
0: Ah. <laughs> Anyways, he you can another suit.
3: <laughs>
2: Hello, children, and welcome to The Break. I'm Alex, and I've run out of silly, funny voices to put on for you, so I'm just going to do this break as me. This series' guest star is Jeanette Blasius, a.k.a. my wife, who plays Bubble. She has art and cosplay on Instagram under ink.spitter, and you can also find her t-shirts and other things on TeePublic and Redbubble and a few other things under InkSpitter Tees. The music in this series is by Ben Prunty from his album Chromatic T-Rex. Uh, Roleplay Retcon has a Discord and a Patreon. Both of these things you can find in the episode description as well as social media. Speaking of our Patreon, this episode is dedicated to one of our patrons, Rob Vincent, who just had his anniversary with his wife. This episode was edited by me, Alex Blasius, with sound design by Benjamin Gray. This has been a production of Two Fish in a Jug and. If you're enjoying the podcast, why don't you stop on by to your local podcast emporium from which you gather your podcasting ears and leave us a review. We do appreciate it, and uh, it helps us immensely. Anyways, I'll uh, stop talking your ear off and let you get back to this thrilling episode. Bye! You guide the intruder into traffic, and soon find your docking lane to join on landing pad two fifteen. As you're pulling into land, you can see General Octobar is in fact standing on the uh, the pad waiting for you. He has a, a small regiment of uh, soldiers behind him.
0: There are they are they people? Are they? Yeah, they're humans. Okay. Am I su- am I supposed to be imagining Clive Owen? Or is this a different person?
2: Um, if if you're actually looking at the, uh... Although we've used Clive movie, Owen already. If, if you're looking at the movie, it's actually the other British guy. Do you remember the other British guy? Not, uh, no, no so not Herbie Hancock either. He is the three-star general who okay. takes over after Clive Owen... I've blocked a lot b- of that movie out, Alex. <laughs> booted out for his chicanery. Well, let me, uh, let me, I guess, describe him for our, uh... Are listening, uh, listeners, since they listen to things and don't see them. General Octobar is a pale-faced British man, or British-looking man, with a uh, short, combed-over ginger hair and a kind of steady countenance that you can rely on. Is that what looking British is? Maybe is that how, is that how you look British? Okay,
0: that's how. That's all the British people I've ever seen. They do have steady countenances.
2: Mhm.
0: Well, hey. Hey t- hey there. Oh, I don't know where my French you're, accent went.
2: Yeah. Well, you're still on the ship, so hold on. <laughs>
0: I'm waving. I'm <laughs> waving then. I'm waving through
2: the window. The intruder touches down and the gangplank opens and you see him right before you.
1: Uh, General Octobar. I I do a salute.
0: I do a very lazy salute,
2: just a bare minimum salute. He returns both of your salutes. Major Valerian. Sergeant Laureline, uh, welcome back to Point Central.
1: Thank you. I feel very welcome.
2: Good. Uh, I mean, that's what you're here for. Uh. (laughs) Once again, uh, Valerian and Laureline, uh, congratulations on your mission. Uh, If you will follow me into the compound, we will get you greeted with Representative Mao. Have we ever met Representative Mao? You haven't. Okay, this is new. This is this is new. Yeah, you've definitely worked with a uh, You haven't worked with General Octobar long. This is the first mission he sent you out on. But uh but you've seen him around the uh the compound. He's he's you know given some talks and things. Okay. All right. Let's go. As you uh may have heard from General Mao I heard she was uh, rather excited to to contact you upon the mission's completion there have been a few woes plaguing uh, Point Central the sensors and bioscanners going down um, just yesterday a large furnace that fu- uh, heats a small human population center went down and everyone had to be evacuated
1: oh no
2: uh, everyone's fine uh there uh, were no casualties. Uh, engineers are currently uh, fixing the problem.
3: That's good. That's good.
2: Uh, all of you, give me a sense
0: motive. All right. First roll of the of the session. First roll of the episode. Sense motive.
3: I got a twenty. That's the
0: ring of D, baby. Twenty four. By the way, twenty four is good. Twenty
1: three. <laughs> ha.
2: All right. So, you all can sense that he's uh he's leaving out some details. I guess that's not that weird. Like, you know, military <laughs>
0: stuff and stuff like that's on kind of a need-to-know basis. Mhm. Mhm. Uh-huh.
1: So, what uh what why are things going so south? What what all what's the situation here?
2: Roll me a diplomacy check.
1: 23.
2: 23. It's not quite high enough. Ah, uh, you know, no one can really say Valerian. Uh, I, I leave that sort of thing to the engineers. I'm sure they'll get it sussed out.
1: Uh, Lurley, you're like an engineer, right?
2: Uh, y- yes. I did offer to help, and he did not really say yes, so... Well, I, I do appreciate your thoughts to help, Laureline, but uh, currently your assignment is elsewhere. It seems like you're, you're wasting me, but okay. I don't think it's wasting putting one of our greatest agents on a security detail to keep our representative from harm. Yes, I but- mean, she's
1: just, she's just one person, right? There's like, how many people were in that sector that had to be moved out?
2: Well, all those people are currently fine, and... She is the representative of our entire planet on this station. Her safety and well-being keeps all of our people here on the station. Of
1: course. Of
2: course. If you will follow me, we are arriving at the human headquarters. Dog! Oh. <laughs> <No. laughs> you arrive at the human headquarters, which is a, a massive building. Uh... Everything has been sort of indoors. Well, it's it's sort of been this weird quasi you've been on a space station with open space above you, but you're in perfectly breathable atmosphere as if a a force field is 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 holding space back. Cool. But as you approach, you see what looks like an office building. It appears to be made out of brick. It has brick and mortar seeming facade with a door and a few windows. It's all kind of very surreal. There's Hmm. some
3: potted plants.
2: There are some potted plants here and there. Once you enter, you are eagerly greeted by Representative Mao. She rushes out of an elevator to greet you. There you are! There you are! You've... My heroes who have brought me the Mule Converter! Oh, well, very flattered. Nice to meet you. That is... It is my honor to finally meet you in the flesh, Sergeant, Laureline. Yes, that's me. And Major Valerian. Well, well, let let me see it. Where's the mule converter? It's right
3: here, ma'am. Greetings. I am Shumas Vylax, designation forty-seven M. <laughs> I am sworn to carry your burden. <laughs> <laughs> And I open the compartment.
2: She gasps at the side. And she also very gingerly reaches in and picks up the mule converter.
0: <laughs> please, please be careful. We have, um, I know it is not entirely professional, but we have become a little uh, attached to him.
2: Oh, of, of course. It's, he's, oh, he's breathtaking. Does he, does he have a name? Is it a he? Oh. He checks.
0: Oh, it is a he. Yeah, I was making assumptions to be honest.
3: I believe his name is Dolly.
0: You are quite chatty for a a safe. Look, it was two. It, it was two days, and we needed something to do. We talk. Valerie and I talked to each other so much. So yeah, we talked to the safe during for two days. Okay. Space I am is falling, weird.
3: I'm going to carry your burden. <laughs>
2: she she shrugs that off she's too involved with with this converter this this is gonna save the station this is gonna save so many people i hope so well
1: that's our job right to save people
2: that is a hundred percent it to save people well we must make ready i'm i see you you are all prepared and, and ready to go i'm I'm ready to go. The The council meeting awaits us. And she she holds the converter to her chest and she turns to start walking.
1: Uh, maybe, uh, excuse me, ma'am. I don't mean to, uh... S- so sorry. Yes? Per- perhaps, uh, wouldn't it be safer, ma'am, if we kept the the mule converter in the safe?
2: Well, Safety I, first! I, I will 100% agree to, to keep this safe in the safe after the summit but i must have it to show the council yes of course i know i know i know you've you've all become very attached to the mule converter on your 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 time back to point central but i promise you nothing bad will harm this this small creature in my hands
3: but they are quite delicate you know may i accompany you
2: yes of, of course the safe can come with us now if we may go and she turns to c- carry on.
3: I fall in
1: line? Don't. Okay.
2: <laughs> You're led down several hallways until you finally come to a large octangular room. It's very spacious and in the middle of this room are seven podiums arranged in a circle. Each with the council head of a different alien race and their guard behind them. Each podium is decorated with that species specific Planetary flag. So, what we're going to do now is twofold. We're going to do an alien description of every alien, and then I'm going to call set dressing for y'all to describe that race's planetary flag.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Are y'all ready?
1: Mm. Hmm. Yeah.
2: At the first podium stands the Asarum Korum, a peaceful nomadic species with a threatening appearance. They look to have an angry, like, skull with the face of an insectoid mouth and multiple red horns coming out of it Jency, give me a description of their yes. flag
1: um, their flag is a light lavender background
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it has five golden flowers arranged in a circle.
2: What kind of flowers are they?
1: They look like daisies
2: daisies.
1: Yep to to represent mm-hmm. the five peaceful ideals, which keeps their their system in harmony.
2: I like it. Next, you have the Corton Dahuk, one of the first species on uh, to form Point Central. They are a blue and green skin race with long noseless faces and deep knowing eyes. Jeanette, describe the Cortan Dahuk's flag.
3: So, they have a mint green field on mm. the flag with two blue lines on the side, mm-hmm. and the middle is just full of menacing eyes.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, I like that. What color are the eyes?
3: They are, um, they're all half red and half blue. So, okay. and they have two irises, sort of. Like, kind of like a sheep's eye.
2: Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Next to them is the Morit, gaseous beings who encase themselves in an elaborate metal exoskeletons with hauntingly ritualistic masks. Ben, describe their flag.
0: Um, it's like a, it's like a dark blue or like purple background. Um, and there's like a lighter blue or purple, um... It, it, it's a little hard to tell what it is. It, it kind of has like that look, that like what what people's veins get when they like get struck by lightning. It's like kind of that pattern. Hmm. Um. But it's got some extra like uh, flourishes and details at the end, and so it might be like a plant or something that's like really important to them. Kind of like how some flags on Earth have like trees on them, you know? Yeah. So there, there's some there's some poetic. Poetic uh, like foliage they're they're putting on their flag, That's but it's alien, so it's not obvious what it is to an Earth person. I dig it. I yeah. dig it.
2: Next to them is the Matapurari, a broad fish-like creature who are enclosed in mechanical reverse diving suits. Their sleeves open to real slimy tentacle-like fingers. We're going to go to Jeanette to describe this flag.
3: I'm going to say it's a white flag with a mm-hmm. red middle and it has uh, stars on the white on the sides
2: mm-hmm.
3: with a triangle in the middle with it, it's it's kind of like a tentacle. It's kind of a tall rounded rounded triangle with little circles in the middle to sort of look like a tentacle
2: <laughs> oh I'm imagining the tentacle monsters from that one video game.
3: I I was actually thinking of Day of the Tentacle a little bit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Good, sick reference, bro. Yeah, sick, did it. That might even uh, be a better one for this next species, but we'll we'll think of something new. Next to them is the Ruar, a species of sentient worm-like creatures, known to be brilliant mathematicians. As opposed to being wet, they appear to be very powdery. Ben, give us this one.
0: It's just a very simple flag. It has a division down the middle, and one one of the these uh, triangles of the the rectangle, like like one half of it is blue and one half of it is white, and that's it. Yeah, huh.
2: all right. And lastly, at the last podium, you see a Mondo Shiwan, a large waddling bipedal creature wearing a bulky brass suit. From their helmets they appear to have small bird-like heads and hulking large arms. Genzi, give me the Mondoshiwan's flag.
1: Um, so the flag itself is a triangle shape instead of a normal rectangle shape. Okay. And it is brown with um another triangle on the inside. <laughs> No, no. I don't like that. And this triangle's brown. And that triangle's just, it's just like a different shade of brown.
2: Yeah, it's brown and brown.
1: And then on the inside of that triangle, there's another little triangle, and it's yellow.
2: (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. So brown, brown, yellow. Yeah. I like it.
1: It's their favorite colors.
2: With all the aliens being described, they, they walk up to their podiums as mao walks up to hers you take up a flanking position behind her mao raises her arms to begin the summit welcome honored representatives of the council of many you all know why we've called this summit to discuss the strange happenings that have plagued our our station over the past few weeks I know many of your areas have suffered thefts, some have even suffered power outages. Our own uh, population centers have been experiencing heat pump failures, not to mention the sensor and bio scanner fluctuations. This is a very scary time, and we find ourselves short on resources, but thanks to a few dedicated people of Earth and... Humanity's resourcefulness, we believe we have a solution and she reaches down to the desk and she holds aloft the Mule Converter This is possibly the only working Mule Converter Left in the galaxy with it. We can reproduce virtually whatever we need to fix and repair and Set right everything that is going on in the station and humanity willingly shares it with all of you and all of the assembled counselors and representatives begin to clap and a smile creeps onto Mao's face just before an explosion disintegrates the far wall